Welcome. Airing it out. Back. Orlando Scandrick, TJ Ushmazad on the Fubo Sports Network. We appreciate you guys uh, locking in with us and joining us every week. We got two guests today. It's going to be a little different. We got uh, still one of the fastest guys in the league at his age, Desan Jackson, joining us. And we got Ryan Shazier joining us later on. But we're going to get straight into this. I don't know if this was the biggest game of the day, but it was Brady going home to where he grew up at. Said he got over 100 tickets, more tickets than he's ever had to get for a regular season game or a playoff game. And they got destroyed. Man. Rock Purdy. I wasn't surprised to see San Francisco win, but the fashion. Um, before we go into the 49ers, let's talk about the Bucks. I mean, the drop off from the Super Bowl is bad. to even last year. Like, let's think about this. What team has dropped off worse? The Rams? Sorry. I'm going to say the Bucks because the Rams have their best players are hurt. Yeah. Stafford isn't playing. Cooper Cup isn't playing. Even though when they were playing, they weren't winning, but they were competitive. The Bucks, these they're not competitive. They're losing a game prior to the 49ers last week and kind of stumble upon a win. Yeah. Basically the last drive of the game. The Bucks still have all their players. Their receivers are playing, Brady's playing, the running backs are playing. Who are they missing? Man, we talked about this at the beginning of the year. Uh Jensen's out, correct? Ryan Jensen, he re Ryan Jensen retired. Okay, he he's he's out. When I say out, he's off. Yeah. You know, uh, they lost one of the guards. Kappa to the Bengals. Okay. The other guy got hurt. The other guard, I can't I, think of his name. Uh, help me out. Help me out. Shaq Mason. Yeah. He he got hurt. They're no, missing Shaq another. Mason, Shaq Mason plays. They're they're just. I know they're missing a lot of people on the offensive line and uh, their left tackle Donovan's. Bro, he was at one point in time he was good. He's he's struggling right now, man. I think he like leads the league in penalties. The the part in the game where it was like you felt like when they threw the touchdown to Mike Evans, that was gonna be seven seven. You know, here it comes. And then it's like after that, the game just got blown open. They just got it, it, it's bad when the 49ers are playing their technically their third string quarterback, a guy that nobody expects to do much. Man, I'm gonna tell you I, here straight up. I expected the Niners to win, I, not like that, I, I, not I like that. Last week we had Ayuko here and he was, you know, he was talking about that Purdy. He was like. He was real confident in him, yeah. He banging the table. I'm sitting over here thinking, yeah, all right, whatever. But now it's like, I think that, you know, as long as their defense plays like that, I think the NFC is basically a two-headed race with, Another team that's like in the background because who's we don't a two, know. Who's a two-headed? Who's a who is it? The Philadelphia Eagles and the San Francisco 49ers. Oh, your team's not in it anymore. I mean, they're in the back, just thinking that they can put it on cruise control and turn it on and off. And you know, football is not one of them games you turn on and off. Whoever is playing the best going into the playoffs, that's that's what it's gonna be. I like the Niners. I really do. Defensively, man, Nick Bosa. <laughs> you can't block Nick Bosa, man. Nick Bosa right now, for me, is defensive player of the year. You cannot block him. He's unblockable. He single-handedly is destroying protections, and defensively, he, he's the reason why the Niners can do what they do. They get tremendous pressure. 
they without don't, blitzing. They don't even have one of their best defensive linemen that's going to be back. Who? Armstead. He's back. Hold, but he I, when I say back, he's back in the the, the what the flesh. Once he hits, because he missed a lot of time. Yeah, he did. He missed like Between five, six weeks. Him, what Kinlaw and those, those, those dudes do up front and just being able to move the pocket. But, I mean, I don't want to jump around at all, but, I mean, I'm, I'd be really excited to see Eagles. I'll say this. Niners. Number one, Nick Bosa's Defensive Player of the Year. Jalen Hurts is the MVP, that, at least for me. The Eagles not losing to Brock, Brock Purdy. The Eagles will not lose to Brock Purdy. Eagles, I promise you that. The, the, they will not lose to Brock about Purdy. The Eagles, they will not. They got the best offensive line in football. So for me, when he's playing against the, the Eagles. And they defensive line. But when you're playing against the Eagles, it's like Bosa, you ain't, don't even go over there on the right side with Listen, 65. Don't bother him. The Eagles will not lose to Brock Purdy. That's gonna I be promise a, you that. That's going to be a hell of a I game. promise you that. Gonna be a hell All of that game. throwing the ball in the middle of the field. The Eagles, they're going to put a stop to that. It's going to be a hell of a game. The man, the way Jalen Hurts is playing. But you know. And the way they can run the ball, they can beat you so many different ways, as can the 49ers. It's two two teams, though, that can't afford to get behind. Because neither one of these teams play from behind very much. The Eagles could afford to get play from behind because Jalen Hurts has shown. I can beat you with my legs and I can beat. Jalen Hurts has shown he can do both now. The 49ers are playing well, and Brock Purdy is getting a lot of credit because you don't expect much out of him. He's a young dude that not many people knew who he was. They didn't know he went to Iowa State. They didn't know he was the last person drafted, which it does not matter. But when you're drafted that late, it's an assumption that you can't play. You're small. You have... Shit, I was the first person. I was wrong, fans. I was wrong. TJ, I was wrong. I thought he was too small. I thought that he would be in over his head and... Maybe, you know, it's just been one game and I don't want to... But it's the position of playing quarterback where it's, he ain't played all year, you're not getting reps with the ones, all you're doing is scout team. You got to really be on your P's and Q's to not get reps, but when the game starts and you get an opportunity to play to be ready to go, you got to give Brian Greasy, he's a quarterback coach up there, and Shannon, they, they got to get the credit they deserve because I- to get this guy ready to play... They've done a hell of a they've done a hell of a job getting him ready to play, but they ain't beating the Eagles with him. I need to see them play a team where it's a 50-50 what's game. Up? Going into that game, I, I, I didn't what's, think the Bucs had a chance. It was one point in time in the beginning of the season. Remember, it was like the 49ers ain't won at home. They're struggling. The problem with the Niners is this: Debo with a high ankle sprain, which we haven't discussed, he's gonna be out. I'm a guess through the end of the regular well, you, season. You know, another thing that I, I would, he's I would, out. I would beg to. To, to kind of challenge. All high ankle sprains ain't four to six weeks. Some of those things It could be surgery. longer. It could, could Some be. Some of them never, you know, you don't bounce back from. It, it could be. They're not getting home for the advantage. That's going to the Eagles. So they will be playing the first round of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So Debo's going to be out. That's a chess piece that you don't have. And, and so now it's McCaffrey, Kittle, IU. That's who the offense is going to run through. Is that enough? I haven't seen the same Kittle that I've seen a few years ago, and it's maybe because he's sacrificing and blocking. You know what it is? It's be, now that they've acquired Christian McCaffrey, <laughs> some of those balls that will be going to Kittle is going to McCaffrey. That, that's all, that's we, all it is. They're a, designing plays now for Christian McCaffrey. The NFC is... It's going to go back now for, for Kittle. It's strong right now. It, it's, it's top-heavy. Yeah. It's the Eagles. It's the Niners. It's the Cowboys. We, we, me and you can sit and here. And it's everybody else. And, and we can agree that. 
The Vikings yeah, are phony. We can... That who's phony? The Vikings. Like, the fact that the Vikings, with the record that they have, lost to the Detroit Lions, but Vegas knew something. The Lions were the favorite, and it was like, wait, wait, wait. But the Vikings have won a ton of close games. They've won so many close games. What? If you recall, the Lions were winning the first game and the Vikings came back and beat them last second. But you told me earlier in the year, you said, I don't know, man. I said, you said, I don't know if the Lions is good, but they better. I like Dan Campbell. I like his coaching staff of former players that, how many times you've been, when we were playing, you watch film, right? And the coach will pause it and say, hey, why'd you do that? I, one time I was like, I don't know, shit, if I could pause in the middle of a play, maybe I'd give you the answer. You know, that's the shit I would, so that's what I said. Like, I don't know why I did that. I just did it. But the Lions having so many former players on their staff, they not going to ask those type of questions because they've been in the fire. They've been out there. They know what it is. First off, welcome to the show. We appreciate you joining us. When you were out to start the season, me and Orlando, we on the show, right, discussing uh, Lamar Jackson. And he was, I, I, I don't like Lamar. He can't throw. I never you, said I didn't like him, bro. Hold on. You can't be a receiver. Don't put words in my mouth. I'm right here. I can defend myself. Offense. What made you want to go play with Lamar when you had options? Yeah, I, I think for me, uh, you know, just really kind of sitting back, starting the season off, you know, really since last year when I finished the season in, uh, in Las Vegas for the Raiders, <clears throat> you know, January went to the playoffs, lost in the playoff game. And, you know, this offseason was like my first offseason where I was free, free agent, didn't really have a team, you know, to answer to as far as, you know, offseason workouts, training camp, that whole night. So for me, this was the first time in shit, damn near going, if you if you count college too, you know, damn near 16, 17 years where I was able to have my freedom and just really relax after playing so long and be able to just tune in with my kids and just family and just kind of take time off. So for me, you know, I kind of I kind of fell in love with that feeling of just being on the grind all the time to now it's just like I ain't really had to do nothing. Woke, wake up whenever I want, eat, hang out, hang with the kids. So, you know, for me, I wasn't even really tripping off of football. I'm like, man. And then at the same time, I was having a lot of action, but the action I was having wasn't really – for what I feel like I'm deserving of, it it, it, it wasn't, you know, in, in that ballpark. So for me, I'm like, man, they got it. Like, I ain't, I wasn't really tripping off of getting back on the field. So I'm saying that to say I was just chilling, man, enjoying my time. You know, then, like, kind of like July, August came, and it was like, man, you know what, let me get back on my workout. Let, you know, I've been sitting six, seven months, chilling, gain weight, and I was like 193, 195. You know, I ain't never been that big. <laughs> so I was like, man, let me get back on my stuff, bro. And I, I just started working out and early in the season. I'm looking like the first five, six weeks, I'm looking, I'm like, man, I can still play. Like, I know I can still go out there and play with them dudes, bro. And I'm like, you know what, let me get on my stuff. And then I start getting interest from different teams. You know, them young guys, they drafted, didn't really work out. And, you know, just the activity I was getting, you know, fast forward, I always had, you know, a liking to Lamar Jackson's game. You know, I feel like he's the new era to Michael Vick. You know, I had a chance to play with Michael Vick in Philly. You know, and it was just like, man, let me let me go see what the young bro, they, they comparing him to him. Let me go see what the young bro you know, how his game is, but, you know, that's kind of how it gelled together and how the situation with Baltimore came apart. Before before I talk about me and Deshaun, bro, we got a, a, a strong-ass relationship that done been to hell and back. It ain't always been good with us, but we always made it through. 
And as far as the Lamar thing, we don't have to talk about this, but we, me and him, we have, we have conversations all the time about what you think, where, where you at right now. We just had one, uh, what was that? It was Saturday, wasn't it? When I was in the car, I called you. We just had a conversation on Saturday before the game. And, um, and you know, he kind of told me he felt like he has similarities to Vic. And I thought that it would be great for him because he don't need, he's not a dude that you have to design a bunch of plays for. You know, he run through defenses, put a lot of pressure on defenses, gifted what, like crazy speed. Like, no, we was both fast, but the difference between him and me is he works. I mean, and he works on his speed and his form and things like that. No, 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 not like that, not like that. He works, he works from a track perspective. Like, right. I'm more of a weight room and that's not really, that wasn't him. Like, I'm just happy to see like that you are where you are. I remember, you know, we had the conversation probably like a week before you signed, like just what was gonna happen. And we have conversations all the time and I'm super thankful for him. Like I was done playing football and then when the Philly thing came up and mentally I was, I was done, bro. Like he could tell you, like I was done, but I just wanted a chance to play with my friend. You know what I'm saying? Just to spend that time with him and be there with him. And you know what I'm saying? We help each other. And this is one of the dudes that, you know, one of the few dudes that always pick the phone up. Hey man, you up. I don't like what I'm hearing. Talk to me. What's this? And you know, I'm appreciative for him on that. Like that's why this was big for me to get him on here and you know, just to kind of show my appreciation and show where he's at. And as far as the Lamar thing, I, I mean, I tell him, just like I tell you, I just don't feel like the, the pass game is like adequate, like it's adequate, you know? And, Y'all might say different, like it's the offense, it's like the positions that he played in. But from what I've seen is, I would like to see him, you know, be more of a complete quarterback. But shit, you don't gotta be a complete quarterback to be dynamic. He dynamic, he's great at what he does. He's great. DJ, you've been in the league a long time, 15 years. What is the key to your longevity? Because it's very rare we see receivers play this long. And if you do play this long, you're a technician. You're still not a deep threat 15 years into the game. What was the key to you for you? I mean, I, honestly, man, I, you know, like Orlando, he, he, he touched on it uh, briefly. For me, I, I never really got into, you know, letting or going to the big training facilities or training with all these guys. You know, I was a work in silence type of guy, but it kind of goes, you know, unknown, unseen, because if they don't see me working out, it's like, oh, he don't work hard. Like, he ain't, he don't work hard. He just gifted. You know what I'm saying? But for me, I've always been one of them dudes that worked in silence, bro. So when I pop out, it's like, damn, all right, that, you know, that's what he on. So I just take pride into, you know, really being the best at my craft. And growing up, I never had people believe in me. Like, I was always the smallest, but always the fastest at the same time. So. For me, like, I knew I wasn't going to be the biggest dude, but I knew speed was going to be my number one key. And I didn't only want to be a speed guy, like, just to be known as, oh, he fast as hell, he can run past anybody. Like, I wanted to be able to run every route. That's why, like, if you go back and look over time, they can't just say all he could do is win deep. Like, I take screens. You give me a, a one-yard hitch, I'm going to take it to the house. You throw me a 10-yard catch, throw me a curl route, I'm going to make one dude miss and take it to the house. You know what I'm saying? So I... You know, I, I, I invested into being an all-around receiver, and yeah, I'm, I'm known for the big plays and all that other stuff, but if you really look at my body of work, like, I do everything. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wouldn't prefer to go run and catch slants and do all that, but at the end of the day, I do it. You know what I'm saying? I ain't no dummy. Like, I ain't finna just take a hit. Like, if you got a clean hit on me and you got me, you got me, but if I see you coming, I'm going down. You can call me scared. You can call me whatever you want to call me. But at the end, now, you end said of the day, you was 193. Right. What you wearing right now? I'm like 186 right now. I, okay. I, I lost it, but I ain't never played at that. Like last year, playing for the for the Rams and the Raiders, 
I was like 183, but I always played anywhere from like 174 to 178. Like being in the 80s right now is really heavy to me, but it don't affect my speed. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just stronger now, more, uh, you know, got more durability. But at the same time, I just, I just pride myself on really just being able to do everything on the football field. And I had a chance to work out with Jerry Rice early, you know, right before I got drafted. And he told me like, man, if you want to play long in this league, don't take no hits. And, you know, he played 20 years, man. I think he got the record for wide receivers, you know, to play the longest in the NFL. So I don't know if I could do 20, but I for sure know I could do another year or two for sure and play at a high level. When you look across the league, is there any young receivers that you say, ah, he reminds me of myself a little bit? <laughs> yeah, I, I get that a lot, man. You know, like for me, I'm a, I'm a I'm a OG vet vet dude in this league. Like you said, play play. You know, it's my 15th year. I like a lot of these young dudes' games, and I ain't no hater. You know what I'm saying? Like I really respect these young dudes. You know, the Justin Jeffersons, the you know Jamar Chases, the Tyreek Hills. Like it's a lot of young dudes just balling, and I think the game is definitely elevated to a different level now. Like when I came out, like you know, like even when you was playing TJ, you know, you older than me, so I you know looked up to you, Chad, you know, T.O., all them dudes like that, but. The stuff y'all was doing was different from what we was doing. And then now it's like the stuff I'm doing is different from these young dudes. Like, it's just the game's always elevating. And it's like, but one thing, like, for me, if you really look back at the, like, the, the quarterbacks I play with, like, I done play with some good quarterbacks, but I never had the greats, like the the Aaron Rodgers or the the or the, uh, uh, the Roethlisbergers, you know, the Matt Ryans, like, you know, the Eli, man. Like, I never – and the longest I played with a quarterback is like a year and a half, two years. And that was like Vic. And then, you know, Kirk Cousins for a year and a half. And I missed, you know, uh, Tom Brady by year, leaving uh, Tampa Bay before he came in. So it was like to have 11,000 plus yards and never really have that seven, eight years, six years, five years with one quarterback and an elite quarterback. Like, I just always look at it like, man, if I would have had one of them, bro, I would have damn near been eight, sixteen, seventeen thousand yards. Just And that's just me being real. But not I, even capping. I think people, when I, I tell him this all the time, we, we look at him and we think his speed. And when I played against him, and we'll go into like our memories, because this shit started when we was like eight years old. So I can talk about our memories from at Sentinel Field in Inglewood. Uh, we can go to our memories in Dallas and when he was in uh, Philly. But yeah, don't, don't, don't forget, don't, don't do that. Don't oh, forget oh, about sorry. the And then I'll go back to the, the CIM game. championship game. <laughs> I, skipped over that. I skipped over that, but. He wanted to go over that one, Nah, huh? nah. Um, he, he skipped that, he went to Pop Warner to the guy. Nah, okay, but um, just the, the, the receivers that scared me the most. And you know what though, they just showed that. I mean, I don't know what you're During the about. playoff game, Polly and Lawson, they just showed that. They you know, showed the highlight of that. Man. It's just more of, I'll go back to the Monday night game against the Redskins, which is not the Commanders. His ability to track the ball. You know, like. It's that baseball. It's like his ability to just go and like find it. You know what I'm saying? And go get it. And a lot of people don't realize though, like hands catching this, that shit is amazing. But to be able to pin the ball over your shoulder and to do it with your chest, like catch it, you know, like the, y'all elite receivers know when to catch the ball with their shoulder pads. Talk about that, B-Jack, because not the way, and you, you talked about this a little earlier, how the way we played was different than how you played and the way guys played now is different. Yeah. What is different now is guys ain't playing baseball like you played. They not playing basketball like we, every sport. They're strictly football year round. Do you believe base, because not many know this, 
you got drafted to play baseball, you probably would have been one of the best baseball players if you chose to play baseball. Do you believe playing baseball helped you in football? And why is it that the kids today, it's strictly one sport? Yeah, I, I think I definitely credit baseball. Um, you know, going back when I was younger, you know, my dad, obviously, he was a diehard, like, baseball player, man. Like, he grew up, his dad never really allowed him to play football. You know, he was more like track, basketball, and he played baseball. So, um, you know, he never really had a father that, like, really, like, believed in the sports. Like, his pops always made them work at, so they played them. I mean, he, he grew up in Pittsburgh, so he, like, worked in the steel mills. And, like, you know, his pops wasn't, like, on him how my dad was on me. So, you know, that was my dad's love growing up. So then when I, you know, when he had me, my dad, like, you know, I'm going to have kids so they can make it in the league. So he pushed my older brother. My older brother didn't really have a heart, and he didn't have a desire to play. So then that's when I come along. And my pops from an early age, like, you know, he he, he let me play every sport, but he was really, like, forcing me to play baseball, like, because that was his sport. But I didn't really have a love in baseball like I had in football growing up. Orlando tell you, you know, we playing at the park, hanging out in the, you know, in the hood growing up and just playing two-hand touch, sideline pop tackle. Like, you know, that's that's the love of my, that I got from football. So baseball wasn't really like a love for me, but I was real good at it. So like, you know, playing in the outfield, playing center field, I used to always tell the left and the right fielder, like anything coming to gap, don't even think about coming to get it because I'm, I'm running down everything. <laughs> but I think, yeah, attracting that little white ball obviously helped, you know, when you go to football. The football is a lot bigger, so just tracking the ball over the shoulder like Orlando talked about. I mean, it's just like riding a bike. You ain't going to never really forget to ride a bike, you know, and the more you train and practice at it, you know, the better I got at it. And throughout every step of the way, like, I was always advanced because I always played against the older dudes. Like, you know, I never played with my age. But I always played a, a, a age up. And, you know, that's why when I got to high school, I was already, like, as a freshman, I was on poly varsity. You know what I'm saying? And when I got to Cal, as a freshman, I started. When I got to the Eagles, as a rookie, I started. I took Reggie Brown, Kevin Curtis. You know, that took they spot right when I came to Philly. So it's just that advancement. And then now I think why these kids are not playing multiple sports is because everything's year year round now. And they like, they getting paid, it's money into it now. You know, the collectives and, you know, the seven on sevens. I, I feel like they think the more they play it, the better they get. And to an extent, it's good. But I feel like for us growing up, we always had a break. It's something else to look forward to playing. If yeah. it's basketball, but track, also, like, you know what I'm saying? It's a difference of just, just playing all football, all football. It's like, no, I want to go play the other sports too. Well, also what's different though is that now is, and I, when I, before I touch on some of our memories is, bro, we stayed at the same park. We didn't do like, I mean, he went and played different places, but we grew up playing against each other. And you know, I came over from a different park. He played at some other parks. What, which was one hey, of the most unique things. Which was one of the, the, the most <laughs> unique things is when I left the South Look, Bay Packers. You want to come to Inglewood? Hold Listen, on. hold on, let me, let me tell the story. Let me tell the story. Let me tell the story. And then you can tell I your story. Tell the story though. So when Look, I came to, hey, TJ, listen, let me tell the story. No, TJ, oh, I got to go. tell the story. Listen, <laughs> TJ, he played at the South Bay Packers. We used to smack them every game. He got tired of losing. Let me get this off. We used to smack him. We smacked him so hard. He was the best. I ain't going to lie. He was the best one over there. But we smacked him every time we played him. He was like, you know what? I need to go over there and play with them. I want to win. I never played on his team, though. But this was the so check what? it out, though. But you went I and went. Because you, you was younger you than him, You came and huh? played in Inglewood no, in the Cherokees. Division. But what was the better team? Y'all was Reds. the better team. But so, All right. so when, from when I came onto that park, <laughs> when I came onto that park and I chose to go to the Cherokees instead of the Redskins, you would think we I did. It was, it was 
animosity towards yeah. them. They were mad. Was they? They was like, oh, you choose to come over there. You chose to come over there. So then it was like, we had, we only played each other once when I was over there. And you know, we had one game that was at Sydney Field that was cracking. You know what I'm saying? It was a, it was a good game, but they had a really, 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 really good team. Y'all bro. never beat us though, but it's we all did good. It. We you never know, beat you y'all. You did your thing though. I didn't beat. Thing, I but... didn't beat him. I'm not even gonna lie. I'm not gonna hold you. I didn't beat him until we got to the Cowboys. pros. But when, when I got to the pros, though, I was sitting meetings and I would look at. You know, they always had a game breaker highlight tape, and I'm like, man, I keep watching this dude highlight tape. I've been knowing him my whole life, <laughs> so I took it like I took pride in playing against him and just learning the things that he did well. And I learned the things that make him uncomfortable. So the things that he does well is if you give him free access, he's going to run by you. I don't give a f- about you. You're going to be in a foot race if you even you're leaving. But the things that make him uncomfortable is when you study him and you already know him, your anticipation. Because he, he tell me all the time, bro, you know everything I'm doing. So I, I had to like <laughs> study him and study his body language and study his mannerisms. And he has some hell of a games against us. But I think as I got older in my career, they trusted me more to, to go against him because for, for me it was like two dudes that have been going against each other forever and you know I would watch him tear up Terrence Newman Allen Ball Mike Jenkins <laughs> he was tearing their asses up and you say I just took it easy on you because you're my partner that I grew up no. with I <laughs> nah Orlando on point though now see he know I'm 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 very fair when he on this point he talking this shit I'm I'm a credit him when he ain't I'm gonna call him out for it but one thing I will say it's only two people that really know me as far as sports. Orlando is one, and then my cousin G-Docs is another one. And the reason why I say that is because on the field, they've been playing against me since I've been young, so it's like they know exactly what I'm going to do. A lot of these other people, I ain't, you know, just think like, <laughs> oh, like, he don't really look like he moving that fast and he not running, like he deceiving. I don't run hard until I got to. That ball in the air, I'm gone, but a lot of people just see film and they like, man, he, he ain't really he looking ain't like he's moving that fast. And then I'm gone, but him and my other boy, it's like they always knew, man, just get back. Because they know, it. that's all. You, I mean, he, you, you know, know got to get I'm back or you got to make him uncomfortable off the rip. I watched him one game. He was Anthony Brown, bro. He was arguing with him, calling him all kind of bitches and hoes. Excuse my language. <laughs> so he got Anthony Brown out of his game so bad, bro. He beat this dude on a damn comeback and go on third and 17 and cover three. He and thought, then, he, he, and thought then he, he had a pick. Oh, no. He thought he had a pick. And then he went to him and talked to him after. I'm like, A.B., why are you talking to him? <laughs> like, and he, like, he was like, he one of them people that'll get you out of your game, but he be moving, bro. I remember you could hear his little shoulder pad shaking. <laughs> and that Eagles just hit him a little shoulder pad shaking. <laughs> well, yeah, man. Hey, DJ, we appreciate you coming on. One last question. The Ravens and the Bengals, it looks like it's coming down to y'all two to win this division. I love John Harbaugh. I love the Ravens. I played one year there. Best organization I played with. I'm sure you probably feel the same way being there now. I got the Bengals winning the division just because Lamar's out. They're playing really well. What are you guys going to have to do down the stretch with Lamar, maybe not even Tyler Huntley with Anthony Brown, to win this division and advance in the playoffs? I ain't going to lie. I don't even feel like you're saying that because you played longer for the Bengals. Probably so. He switch up every time. He already said pre- the, Ra- pre- like the Raiders was the best the organization. No, I never said that. He's like, I love the I Raiders. Appreciate the no, realness, I though. That. I didn't say that. But but to, to answer that, I mean, the Bengals started off kind of you know shaky. You know they 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 playing some great ball here out lately. You know through the past what seven eight games. Um, 
you know, one thing I can't speak for about the Ravens since I've been here, when I came, we was three and three. And we we went we went on a tear. You know, we went we went on a what in the past seven, eight games, I think we seven and one, six and one, whatever that is. But the game we did lose, which was a Jacksonville game, and they tapped hats off to Jacksonville. They played their ass off that game. Shouldn't have lost that game. But one thing I can't speak for, we've been struggling with a lot of teams that we should beat, you know, a lot easier than we're they were winning, but this is the NFL at the end of the day. But I know I've been around this game a long time, and I know what it looks like. I tell guys on the team all the time, we're not where we we, we want to be. We haven't even scratched the surface of our best ball yet. So that's why I feel like we got a lot of gelling together to do, but we definitely a dangerous team. Once we got all elements of the game, three phases of football playing together, and it's interesting because we haven't played our best ball yet, and I know it's there. We just scratching the surface, but once we really turn that on, hopefully it ain't too late. It's going, it's going to definitely be a, a run for his money. But I think, like you said, that game when we play, when we play your boys, that's going, to, that's going to be the that game. Last game of the season, y'all play the Bengals. That's it going could be, that's going to be the game. division. What's the uh, what's the records right now? Nine, nine and, and four, four, both of them, both Ooh. of them nine and four. Yeah. Where the game at? In Cincinnati. In Cincinnati. Oh God. Yeah, Cincinnati. I don't know. Last, don't ga- last game of the season. Last game of the season. D-Jack, bro, we appreciate you joining us, man. Wish you nothing but success the rest of the season. And, man, play as long as you can play, bro. Play till the wheels sure. fall off because when it's over, it's over. I disagree with that. People, yeah, when it's over, it's <laughs> over. And then you, yeah, the you difference got- between you is, bro, you've been with your wife for, how old are you? I'm 44. So you've been with your wife for 42 years. Uh, <laughs> all your kids, kids live in the same household. But nah, Jack, you know, as long as your body is good, man, continue to play. You got those boys that look up to you, all three of them, they mean the world to you, man. And you know, as long as you still got the love for it, continue to play. But like I tell you, once you start thinking about retiring, you already retired. So that should tell you something. Yeah, man, get every sure, dollar man. you can get. Every dollar you can get. Bro, everybody wasn't married for 42 years, bro. Listen, man. <laughs> get everything you can get. Nothing but success, man. Appreciate you joining us. Good luck this week. Stay healthy, man. We appreciate you. As promised, we have Ryan Shazier with us from his home in Pittsburgh. Ryan, we appreciate you joining us. And before we get any further, y'all make sure y'all check out his new podcast. Don't call it a comeback from Wondery. Make sure y'all check it out. Don't call it a comeback. And before we even get the interview started, um, Fill us in on your podcast and, and what it means to you to have it and where you're trying to go with it. Yeah, so, the, the, you know, the podcast is, is Don't Call It A Comeback, so it's a play on words. And to me, I really love the concept of, uh, of comeback stories. You know, like most people love the concept of comeback stories. All, a lot of people like the underdogs. And so the podcast talk about, you know, the unsung heroes, talk about the players that made comebacks, talk about the franchises, the teams that, you know, haven't had uh, a lot of success and, you know, finding ways to be able to, you know, make it to greatness. And then, you know, we even talk about greats like Tom Brady deciding to come back and play football for another year. So it's a little bit of everything. You know, you can listen to it on uh, the uh, the Wondery channel. And, you know, it's, it, to me, I just love it. Me and Dave Demonstrate just talk about comeback stories every single week. Let's talk football. For the first time in a long time, I didn't think I would ever see this. The Steelers look like they're going to have a losing record under Mike Tomlin, which is odd. I played the Steelers a ton. None but respect for the Steelers. Are you surprised or you feel like Ben leaves, uh, it was bound to happen? 
So the thing is with Ben leaving, it, it doesn't surprise me as much, but the, the thing that really is frustrating to me is not that we have a young quarterback and obviously you're going to have situations when you're learning with a young quarterback. What's making me, what's making me upset is that when we need our defense to step up in certain moments, they're not stepping up. And that's the thing that's really So you're kinda, talking yesterday, you know they're going to run the ball, stop the run, give us a chance, and they still run, get the first down, run the clock out, yeah. that type of stuff. Yeah. So it's a combination of that. So, like, for instance, Mr. Trubisky, he's a veteran in the league now. So with him being a veteran in the league, he can't be turning the ball over four times, three times in a game. You know, with Kenny Pickett, he did that at the beginning of the season. So as a defense, you understand that you have to overcome those situations. But, like, I would say yesterday it kind of frustrated me because we did, you know, we used all our timeouts. It was a third and four. Everybody know they're running the ball. That's a situation where our defense has to step up. But the thing – but I am – I'm not surprised what we're going through because we have a young quarterback, a young team, and that's what you expect from a, a young quarterback, a young team. And uh, it just – when it be a Coach Tomlin, it just throws everybody off a little bit. With Steelers, you, I normally date the defense has been, like, this solid. And I think, you know, they've changed coordinators. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. They changed coordinators last year. No, so this is his second year. Is this it, is his second what's year. The, what's this coordinator? Is yeah, so, uh, so the, the coordinator is uh, Matt Kennedy. Yeah, CT. Oh, you're talking about defensive coordinator? Yeah, defensive. defensive. Yeah, yeah, defensive. Yeah, yeah. yeah they had uh, Terrell Austin. So, Terrell so Austin, yeah, yeah. Pittsburgh, back in the day, it was that 3-4, that you know. It was when I came in. It was Dick LeBeau. You played for Dick LeBeau, right? Yeah. You know, and um, then they went to – Dick LeBeau was my first head coach. <laughs> then they went to uh, Keith Butler and – not the scheme of it is just different, you know what I'm saying? And Pittsburgh has been really good. And look, what happened to Ryan, you know, if he doesn't get hurt, he ends up probably being, he's one of the top five linebackers and they, they draft really well. Now, you were drafted 15th overall in 2014 out of Ohio State. Mm -hmm. And you get drafted to Pittsburgh, you play linebacker, you were yeah. pretty much on a trajectory where you pretty much was on your way to the Hall of Fame the way you were playing early on. Yeah. And you have the tragic accident happen versus the Bengals. Do you still watch football and wonder what if or get the urge to play? Do, do you still have that urge? Yeah, so the thing is, uh, I, I, like, even even y'all, I, I would say it might be times when y'all look back and like, man, I can still play. Man, I wish I still played. So me, obviously, I got cut out <laughs> fast, and, 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 and my uh, situation was a little bit shorter than most people. But I still do love the game of football. It's, you know, I, I started playing football just a little bit older than his age right now. And my first time not actually playing football was after I got hurt. So I played football for 20 plus years without missing a season. You know, so I still enjoy playing the game of football. I still love the game of football. And, you know, the city of Pittsburgh treated me well. The franchise treated me well. So it just, my transition phase, it allowed me to transition a lot easier than I think some other people would have when uh, dealing with the type of injury I had. But I do have moments where I still wish I played. I do have moments that I still wish I was out there. But one thing I try to really do is not try to harp on the past too much because it's, it's, it's really hard to move forward when you're thinking about the past. So I see your son right there, and you also have another son. Would you allow your boys to play football considering what you've gone through? Yeah, hundred percent. But uh, so the thing is, I, me and my wife play all the talk, talk about it all the time. Uh, my son is he's he, he's a super athletic kid. 
he might I might push him more towards y'all positions. You know what I'm saying? Our quarterback. But the thing is also it's like at the end of the day, if if you want to play the game of football, I'm gonna let him play the game of football. What happened to me is a very uh small case scenario. You know, it's not a lot of dudes in the NFL that have spinal cord injuries and now they leave for the rest of their life. You know, it's it, it happens, but I'm not gonna allow my kid to live off of fear off of what can happen? You know, if you live off of fear, then it's a that's a very scary life to live, and I don't want my kids to be living like that. Oh, man, I don't know. Um, I just think f- football has been great to me, but there's been struggles mentally, and you know, and when you're playing defense, and in order to be a successful football player, to you know, put your nose in there and throw your body around, like it's gonna be some drawback. I just wish that at a younger age, somebody would have taught me, you know, how to not put my head in. The game is how different, to, though. How the, to see what I could hit. And, you know, a lot of the times, like, when you grow up, like, we grew up, and maybe even you, but bull in the ring was a thing. You learned how to yeah. do tackling drills by laying three yards away from each other and on we your was, back. I was in the National Football League in training camp in Georgetown, Kentucky, with Marvin Lewis. We were doing Oklahomas. Yeah, I mean, and that's... In training, we were in the league doing yeah, Oklahomas. Yeah. Yeah, in the league because <laughs> that, that, that's how we grew up playing football. Yeah. But and they like they're changing they're changing things up, and I feel like the game is definitely getting a lot safer. I feel like it's getting too safe. Like for instance, when Justin Herbert got sacked, like it's not. Oh, that was my, out of oh we we're just talking. Yeah, up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like it's getting too safe. But in the day. Like, if my kids want to play football, if they, like, I'm not going to stop them from doing something they love. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to teach them the right and wrong way to do things. I'm going to show them how I got hurt. My my family going to understand how I got hurt, the situation where I got hurt. And, and then I'm going to allow them to understand. You know, growing up, to get from where I grew up from, I'm not going to say we was poor by any means. My, my family is a, you know, middle class. But... You know, I knew I wanted more in life, and football allowed me to have that. You know, so my kids gonna have a little bit more opportunity. But and they, if they still want to play football, you know, I'm a, I'm gonna try to lead them to be the best player they can be. And and the thing is, I have a lot more experience than my father had, so I can definitely put them in better positions than I was when I was growing up. Let's talk uh, Ohio State. They're gonna play here at Georgia, who many believe is a powerhouse, gonna run through Ohio State. Do you keep up with what goes on at your alma mater? And do you believe – I believe – I'm going to say it now. I think Ohio State going to beat Georgia. Not just, too. Just off the disappointment of what happened with Michigan. Huh? Um, I, I do believe it. I believe they're going to beat Georgia. C.J. Stroud finishing third in the Heisman, I thought, Is was this football BS. we're talking about here? It's, we're talking football. So oh. you obviously think Georgia's going to win. I mean, I, didn't, I thought um, they might have played in, like, basketball. <laughs> Like, tell, tell me uh, your thoughts on that game, uh, Ohio State and Georgia. To me, uh, this is the biggest thing that people have been saying the whole season. The whole season, everybody was like, if anybody can beat Georgia, it'll probably be Ohio State because the athletes we got. Uh, and I'm going to be completely honest. If everybody watched, a lot of people didn't really watch the Ohio State-Michigan game. So if you really watch that whole game, and, you know, most most football players hate the terminology what I'm about to say, but we was winning 80, 85% of the game. It's big they plays. Won four off, plays. Yeah, they won off of four big plays. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, you know, four big plays can win you a game. It can lose you a game. And obviously, we've seen that happen with Ohio State. But I don't think that, you know, people – like, we're not as – like, we're not a bad team like a lot of people think we're a bad team. And the thing is, Georgia had a lot of uh, close games this year, like – would you be saying the same thing if Georgia would have lost to Missouri, who they was losing to the whole season, the whole game until the last second of the game? So 
I, I feel like we have the athletes to, to to go against Georgia. Georgia doesn't have any athlete to I mean any DB that can guard Marvin Harrison Jr. right now. Huh? And then they don't have one DB. Name them. Okay, they okay. don't have one DB. They don't that need can name one. Right. I'm with you with this, though. I agree with you. Like Georgia yeah. is good, bro. You just told me that the Missouri that you said we was winning 85 percent of the game, fam. Right? That was what you said. Yeah. yeah. You said four. We big lost. Play. We lost on four big. We four four, lost cover, on four big plays. Dude, but then you want to cover zero on a 30 yard line, like coach? What are you doing? Putting them in cover zero? But then you tell me a team was losing to a team, but one a team that ain't lost a game in almost two years. I like Ohio State, man. Will Allen. No, I'm just this, saying. I'm just saying. In situations, everybody had bad games. Like still, what I learned the is, thing is Georgia. Georgia can lose them. You I know, know what I'm saying. Can. What I learned about Ohio State Buckeyes and Pittsburgh Steelers is y'all are diehard. Will Allen, one of my good friends. Both of y'all went to Ohio State. Both of y'all went to play for the Steelers. Y'all both dire fans. Y'all about to get y'all ass kicked by Georgia. <laughs> I'm sorry. Y'all like, don't have nobody. You said nobody can't guard Marvin Harrison Jr. Y'all have no one to block them up front. They're going to man Bro, yes, we, bro yeah. we have three. We Ohio have, State we have, has we have, two linemen going in the first round. They first have, round. We have probably got five. <laughs> they have one D tackle going in the first round. Listen here. Hey, Ryan, I'm I with told, you I told, I told the Hendon Hooker fan the same thing. They got two. They, they're too much up front on both sides. They got a quarterback that's that your son could probably play quarterback for them tomorrow. If you no, can, I agree. I agree with Georgia. Yeah, the, like the, the, the thing is, the, for us to win this game, gotta I, the because when it comes to athletes, we have the athletes to match with them. When it, for us to come to, play, to win this game, we just have to be tougher in the in the in the, in the run game. When it comes to the to the game on um, the game uh, on the on the night, I mean, on the th- on the thirty first, they got a hell of a we, line. They got a. a, a Generational tight Well, I'm rolling. I'm rolling with right, the Buckeyes, on. just so come you on. know. Give me some action. And hey, man, give me some action. Ryan, we appreciate you joining us. Y'all make sure y'all tap in and tune in to his podcast. Don't call it a comeback. Man, it will be you. on Wondery. The Steelers having a down year. I believe with Tomlin, they'll turn it around. But we will for sure. You root for the Steelers. I'm rooting for the Bengals. But we'll be together December 31st because I'm going for the Ohio action. State Buckeyes. Give me some action. And there CJ go. Stroud. They're going to come through. I truly believe it. They gonna, can you give me some action? I don't I'm know bet. if I can give you some. Maybe, 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 baby. We probably going to bet on that. But, Ryan, we bet a lot on here. So you like, what the hell going on? We appreciate we you. Trying to get I, bet, I bet a lot, too. So, all right, hey, I'm cool with it. Listen, what I can tell you is Ryan Shazier, Ezekiel Elliott, uh, none of those guys are walking through the door come on the 31st, so, <laughs> you know, everybody get ready to start training. Georgia's a good yeah, football Yeah, this man team. must have went to Georgia or something. No, nah, I ain't Georgia at all, but I know good football when I see it. We're going with the right, Buckeyes. We're going hey, to see what you say on the, on the first. They're not. Michigan played against Georgia last year, didn't Matter they? Matter of fact, we're going to have you tap back in just for two minutes just so you can let him know. So we're going to have you tap back in that Monday. For I'm two minutes, just so you can let him know. Lil Shay's here. We appreciate you appreciate letting your you. daddy join us. <laughs> um, once again, tap in to Don't Call It a Comeback on Wondry. Ryan Shay's here. Appreciate you, my man. Thank you. Appreciate y'all. Thank y'all for having me. The way the Raiders let Baker drive down the field and beat him. You see my text? Hey, it's 15 <laughs> seconds left in the game. 15 seconds left. You play press man. The whole defensive staff from the Raiders got to go.
You play press man with 15 seconds left in the game with no timeouts on like the 23-yard line. What about? What? Okay. Why are you playing robber? Who are you robbing in the middle? They not throwing the ball in the, the middle. The craziest thing is you want them to throw it in the middle because they have no timeouts. How can you game plan as a coach? You spend all this time and that's what you do when the pressure's on. Because when you work for the Patriots and But Baker. Good shit. Hey, Baker's say, giving himself another opportunity I to say, be a starter. No. What? Solid, yes. Solid backup. He's given himself an opportunity to be a starter. Whether it happens, opportunity. If you have Baker Mayfield as your starting quarterback in the face of your franchise, you're up Shit's Creek with no paddle. Hey, the Chargers look like they might be turning it around. They are. I think that uh, that that last night, that was a good. That was impressive. That was impressive. Uh, but Miami, bro, they two bad games with Tua, bro. I'm like, what's going on? Bro, I, I turned to it and Tua it was three for seventeen. I said, is this basketball shoot percentage. <laughs> Two games in a row where Tua has not played well, and it doesn't get easier. But but the thing is, is they got the Bills this week what in were, Buffalo. What they were doing before that though is they was having a running game. They don't have a running game right now. If they can play like that, the Chargers going to be a tough out for anybody because they have the players and they have the quarterback. They you especially when you get Joey Bosa back to go with Khalil Mack. That defense, Derwin James didn't even play last night and they won. So the Chargers are a tough out but, uh, if they can back, play like this. Let's go back to, to, to Miami, though. Where the f*** has Mike Gusecki disappeared to? I don't even know if the coaching staff wants him on a team. He was somewhat on a trade block. They franchising. I don't know if they want him. It's Tyree Kill, it's Waddle, and it's everybody they, else. They went and signed uh, the kid from the Cowboys, Cedric Wilson, and gave they him, gave him they gave a good $22 million, yeah. million, and all he, he does is fair catch punts? They... That was before they I guess, got Tyreek Hill. I guess, I guess Mike McDaniels, and he hasn't been showing them the receivers, the basketball moves that we heard about. They, he been watching. He been watching my stuff on how I teach my guys with training. Oh, but they say they do basketball moves. You teach that? I don't teach that, but it's I incorporate it into certain stuff that I do. What could they incorporate it to it? Because right now he looked like Flores on the Flores in Pittsburgh. Talk about I told y'all so. Tua's had two bad games. He's had a really good season. He just faltered, you know, this late in the season. Oh, I watched him one time just drop back. I swear to God, he just ran to the right, and then he like started to look downfield. Then he got sacked. I'm it's like, not going. It doesn't get easier, and that that's the problem with their schedule. Like, so you y'all was on here. Y'all, I'm was a believer. Y'all was on my ass. They need to score points. They need to score points. Put in Mike White. They still ain't scoring no points, bro. They're not scoring points, but they're competitive. Oh, okay. And they were competitive with Zach Wilson minus the Patriot game. It happens. It so happens. what do you do? Does Mike, is Mike White, are you turning the page on him or what? Nah, Mike White is not. Is he nah, your franchise? I don't know if he's a franchise. Thank you. Yes. He's now. Yeah, for he, sure. Right now he's we now. did him. He's now. He, he's now. So, hey, we appreciate you guys locking in with us, airing it out on the Fubo Sports Network. Orlando Scandrick, I'm TJ Hushmazada. We'll see y'all next Monday. Deshaun Jackson, Ron Shazier, we appreciate you guys joining us. Howdy.